Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. It's so good. It is. So is that tune. I miss that tune, that medley. I'm enjoying the Star Wars these days so much. (sighs) More than you know. Um, you know, we're going to be in, in like a week or two, we're going to be reviewing the Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've only watched the first episode. Really? I've watched it twice. The whole thing? Not only have I watched the whole thing twice, I have watched the last season of Clone Wars and started watching The Bad Batch. <laughs> Okay. I'm halfway through the Bad Batch. I so all I've watched so far is the first season or the first episode, the Ahsoka as a baby episode. Right. I hated it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I really hated it. But it's that's not what we're here to talk about. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. Movie Man podcast. The B team. Yeah, that's Carl. And um, this is Brady. Yeah. And uh, we are here to continue our journey. I don't know. It just became C three PO there. We are, we are here. I don't know. I was gonna do like I, at first. I was gonna do like an English accent, which I guess C three PO is trying to join the Empire with that accent. Are you? I was just like I was just gonna do like English, and then but the first note that came out was very like Anthony Daniels esque, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is what's happening. I have no say in the matter. Um, we're here to talk about Andor. We're gonna continue our journey reviewing season one of Andor, a show that we both were like, okay, but why? Uh, when it was announced. Um, and as it approached, we were like, oh, no, okay, great, but actually why? Um, <laughs> and then we started watching it and we both dug it. Like yeah. dug it dug it in a big way so far. Mm-hmm. Re- really st- uh, as a bit of a spoiler for what I felt about this episode, but so far only one real flop out of out of eight episodes, and this is we're going to be talking about the eight eighth episode, episode yeah. eight, Narkina Five, and, and 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 to sort of iron out that spoiler, there there was an episode prior to this that he thought was a flop. That was not that was not a spoiler saying that this this is the floppy episode. No, this is yeah. This is yeah. the floppy episode. Not 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 so, not so floppy. Yeah. No. Cool. All right, sir. Let's uh, let's dive into this. <clears throat> yeah. Sure. Uh, well, so this this episode jumps around a lot. A lot. Uh, but again, and this episode also which, shows us things that I didn't think we were going to see. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. The, the jumping around. I'm not a big fan of it was one of the big things that made episode four such a flop. Um, I think it worked a little bit better for this. He's not referring to a new hope, by the way. No, you need to distinguish (laughs) of of Andor. (laughs) Yeah. For this one, it, um, it worked. I think it worked a little bit better, but it still jumps pretty quickly. Like we get these really short scenes and then it jumps to something else and another short scene and it jumps back to that previous character. And then, yeah. So I don't understand this filmmaking. Like a lot of these scenes could have been followed the character from scene to scene instead of jumping around. Is this not how they taught you to do it in film school? 
well, I never went to film school, uh, but as as somebody uh, who okay, so then who's watching it, no, it doesn't kidding. make sense <laughs> to me. Yeah, no, I, I get I get it. Um, so anyway, that being said, I think we should. I feel like the best way to break this this episode down is maybe just follow the characters through their arc. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, do you want to sort of do it uh, Lord of the Rings book style where we just do like all of, we get like halfway through the podcast and then we mention X and X characters from the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Like so yeah, so let's start with- start? Can we start with Andor? Yeah, let's start with Andor. The the, yeah. the show starts with Andor, so let's start with Andor. Andor this is- This is what I was not expecting to, to see. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I thought for sure, like on the way to prison, like on the transport, something would happen and he would get loose or something. I did not expect to see a whole episode. And I mean, he's still there. So at least, at least one episode um, of him in prison. Like, I, I, I don't know why, like it, it, you know, it's not like, oh, I don't, I don't think they'll do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, it, it wasn't. It wasn't where I guessed this was going. And Andor is a show that has continuously shown us, has expanded the world of Star Wars by giving us brothels, panties, (laughs) everyday life things. Yeah. Yeah, did all the sexy everyday life things. Um and then but also you know uh, so now now and then in this episode this is the first time we've really seen like this is the first show really where we've seen we haven't seen nudity what what the 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 TV rating system would consider nudity but the implication that characters so many characters are naked um, is is very new to Star Wars in a lot of ways. And yeah. I started thinking about it, and I was like, what is it about this show that makes it so damn good? What is it that set Because this just feels different from what we've gotten before. And I think what it is, is, you know, you watch Star Wars, and... You know, even even scenes in Star Wars that are frightening, right? So, like, in Revenge of the Sith, you've got Anakin, his, like, burn burning up on Mustafar situation, right? Mm-hmm. One of the scariest scenes in, in all of Star Wars. Most, most frightening for young audiences. Most Star Wars that we've gotten. The movies... The, the TV shows, they're all not necessarily kids' movies, but they're... They're all PG-13. They're all PG-13. They're made... They, they are really at the end of the, at end of the day. Like, the prequels are made for kids. The, mm-hmm. the sequel series is made for kids. The, the... A lot of the, you know, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels, like, they're made for kids. You could almost even say that there's not really anything... There isn't. There's nothing in Mandalorian that a kid couldn't watch, right? And especially with the whole Grogu Baby Yoda angle, that is that is put in there for kids, to sell toys to kids. Yeah. Andor, for the very first time, 
and I'm I'm stealing someone else's I'm I'm quoting someone else in saying this, but it it's it nails it. Andor for the very first time is giving us Star Wars for adults. Mm. This is an adult show. And not in that yeah. you couldn't have your kids watch it, but this doesn't feel I was like, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars show for the longest time. And the reason being, like it feels like the Star Wars universe, but it doesn't feel like a Star Wars show because it feels like like an HBO Max thing. It feels like an HBO thing. Yeah, it's but a little set grittier, Star Wars. dirtier. Yeah. And I like it. It doesn't beat around the bush. <laughs> No, and it's just like, but it's just like, it's dealing with more complicated, like, emotional themes. Th- yeah. themes. And and really, you know, and this prison, I mean, this, this prison, there's a lot of that going on here. And I've never watched something in Star Wars, maybe with the exception of for the first, oh, there were two times, there were two times, probably the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith, Sith in the theaters, and you see Anakin burn up. Then Rise of Skywalker, when Palpatine is destroyed and his face like, like disintegrates, like you see flesh flying off of his face. Those are the two times in Star Wars that I've been like, oh, <laughs> like oh, that's that is imagery. That was something I wasn't expecting to see. Holy cow! This episode is the third. That when we when Andor and the ragtag group of of criminals arrive at the prison, and the guy demonstrates what being fried is. Oh man! I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful! Like I'm, it looks so awful. The combination of the sound editing and the acting on the their faces and just like how it all comes together. I'm oh. like, I am uncomfortable right now. That well, and is there's, horrible. There's, and this is what like this is one of the things where I feel like I don't understand why you keep cutting away to the other scenes and then coming back. But like the scenes building up to this kind of add some tension. Like the the rigidness and the the kind of the um I don't want to say brutality, because he never gets hit or assaulted but like the very firm orders given by stormtroopers to get in line go over there do this they're like they're saying it with like a no-nonsense attitude right oh yeah they're not just a little bit and i'm gonna beat you uh, yeah i'll hit you with the the butt of my rifle like Like, take off your boots it's like why are they taking off their boots like all this stuff is like you feel i feel like andor like what and especially like the acting in this from Forgive me, I forget the actor's name. Andor's actor, uh, yeah. Um, oh, Pedro, um, Pedro Pascal. Um, <laughs> um, no. Anyway, the, he, he does a phenomenal job. Oh like, my gosh, Andor! I feel for Andor because he feel he feels terrified. Like watching this, he, he like the actor does a great job of portraying Andor as being terrified. Like. I don't well, know where I'm going. I yeah, even at the start want. of the episode, I'm a tourist. How am I going to get out of this? I'm just a like, tourist. And it, just, it just builds, and then you get that shock, and you're like, yeah. oh my God, that is the most ingenious way to mm-hmm. to um, kind of control your prisoners. Yeah. And then that, ge- that sort of geniusness of control just continues to grow the more you learn about the prison. 
Yeah, it's an honor system. It's free range. Like, well, not free range, but it's like it is. We, and not even your an toilet. honor system. Here's, here's a your control here's system. Food, drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want. Well, they want them to be healthy no, and strong so they can no, continue to build stuff. There's no door on your cell. Right. Yeah. But you know what there is come nighttime? <laughs> An electrified floor. Of the floor <laughs> that's going to fry you. Can I, yeah. on, on the, just because I can't, it's going to explode out of me if I don't. From the Andor storyline, can I let one more cat out of the bag? Go for it. Andy Circus! <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Like yeah. I, the second I heard the voice, I knew, and then the the face reveal. The reveal? I'm like, yeah. Andy Serkis is in Star Which, Wars. This is a first. Which, well, he was in Star Wars already. He as played Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, but, but this is kind like, of a cool first that he's now his face. We, yeah, he, like he's now two characters in Star Wars. It's kind of cool. And here's the thing: we think of like so often we think of, you know, my my early my early memories. Like 10 years ago, if you were to ask me, who's Andy Serkis, right? I would have said, well, he's Gollum first and foremost. Like that's mm-hmm. how we all came to know who Andy Serkis is. Um, and then he's the he's the quirky boss from 13 going on 30. He's uh, He played Kong. He did the mocap for Kong. He did um, the mocap for Planet of the Apes. Like, you know, and and he'd be kind of like, so a couple, like one quirky in-person role, 13 going on 30, and then a bunch of performance capture stuff. And you kind of see him in, he plays Ulysses Claw in the MCU, but that's always, you know, you're an MCU villain, with the exception of, of a couple like Thanos and stuff. They're never super foreboding. And there's, even within the MCU, there's a little bit of like, campiness to it like it's you know it's like you're dealing with a comic book property andy circus the more i see and this isn't like a realization i just had in this show like this is something over the last five six years i've become more and more sort of in tune with what an actor Mm -hmm. andy circus is incredible like, I don't think you could plop him in a role. Even the camp, it, it's gone back. Like, when I went back as an adult and rewatched 13 Going on 30, which is an amazing movie, by the way. If you haven't, you know, uh, Judy Greer, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, um, Andy Serkis, you know, uh, even his like silly, quirky, over the top character in that, there's a genius to it and the way that he's. You know, much like you're like, oh, well, you know, Mr. Bean. No, Mr. Bean by Rowan Atkinson is a masterful performance that is like got so much nuance to it. Um, and I feel I feel this way about Andy Circus. I think Andy Circus could probably be when we reviewed our our Pete and I reviewed our favorite actors, our top actors. I believe we only did our top five. I think Andy Serkis is probably in my top 10 favorite mm-hmm. actors. Actors who I see, oh, he's in something, and and that instantly boosts my excitement level up because I just love seeing him on screen. I love the way that he can he can play seriousness and and he can frighten you without being scary. You're just like, oh this is a guy to not cross because this guy is 
out for himself and ruthless and and that's the character in this show uh you know he's served his time he's 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 motivated he is motivated yeah. by you know getting the hell out well being done with this and that's what this whole prison system is all about is that motivation right and oh yeah andy circus's character really pushes kind of portrays that for us well and even this prison, like, man, this episode, even the juxtaposition of the fact that he, two episodes ago, he was pulling off a heist at an Imperial base. Mm-hmm. And now day in and day out, he's on a factory line, basically, building equipment for the Empire. Mm-hmm. like it's, oh it's just that is there's so many layers it's, to that that is well, so and, rich and he, like he's the reason that there's like the 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 prisoners are talking about all the prisoners senses sentences whatever was left on them have been doubled yeah it's and, his fault and things have kind of been a in the in the prison have cracked down a little bit worse and yeah it's all his fault <laughs> like he's the one that did that to them. <laughs> yeah. But you don't dare say that. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, uh, and he's got no, he, he's got no idea it happens, which means, which the prisoners realize and freak out a bit, which means like nobody else in the galaxy knows this has happened to the prison system. Yeah. Um, do we, do we actually like, I mean, if you feel like we do, we can, but like, I don't know. I feel like what we're doing right now is working. Like, do we, do you think we need to, to go plot point by plot point on on Andor's story, like I feel like we're to, you know we've talked about the prison. Well, yeah, like there's a few. I think there's a few things we can we can hit on here. Yeah, uh, let's do, think, yeah let's do that. Like, but like like what do you think they're building? All I those don't pieces know. are the same. There's um uh so yeah like my my. The best guess be part of a TIE have, fighter and it's the first something. thought I had when I seen the parts, is, oh, that you, if you connect those pieces with long rods in between each of them, you have, you have a circle. <laughs> you have a sphere. Yeah. That's, they're, built, they're building connecting points for the Death Star. Ooh. That was, ooh. Well, does that make sense timeline-wise? No. Why not? Because this is They've like, been building these parts long before Andor got there. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, they wouldn't still be building them. Why right? not? Like if the Death you, Star's not if built you, yet. It's not finished. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's like, literally, if you think about the timeline of this show, within the next six months, the Death Star is going to- three years before- Is it? I think so. Okay. And when yeah, we get maybe. Rogue was one, it that it just they just finish it? Was it that freshly? It was that freshly finished, eh? When the Battle of Yavin happened, like this was well, like t- this is our brand new toy. Well, in if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to. Re- I haven't spent a long time since I watched all of Rogue One. Um, but they do a test like the first firing of the Death right. Star. A test firing was in yeah. Rogue One on that. Uh, planet that Saul but Guerrero was on up on the up on the 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 city on the hill thing yeah the old Jedi yeah, temple okay. city man it took them flipping for, so and I mean that's so much more like we first see the plans for the Death Star in Phantom Menace 
right? They're just like very yeah. briefly, you see a, a yeah. little hologram thing of it. Um, and then they're building it, like they're well on their way building it in they're, Revenge of the Sith. It. Yeah, at the end of it, yeah. And man, it took them like 30 years. It's not a small factor it's not a small yeah, space station. i know but think about how much time do you think also also who's who's nowhere has it ever been stated that once they finished that death star that they didn't start a second one right off the bat that's kind of or or even before that yeah even before that because the like, other one i, I can imagine in, palpatine like, wouldn't stop at one yeah because the other one like in a year's time is like five times the size and three quarters of the way built. So, I mean, even that, it seems like the bigger one. It, I almost wonder if like, yeah, something timeline doesn't make any sense to yeah. me, but I've heard anyways. other theories that they could be like the connecting the, the center point for a tie fighter foil and some other things. But I just think, I feel like the way they're kind of arced inwards a little bit. And if you kind of use like long rods to connect a whole bunch of them, you're going to yeah. end up with a a sphere. It just, that feels in my mind, it feels canonical. I mean, I don't think they're going to tell us what it is. No, but it's a fun to, if it, if that is what it is, and that's extra fun. Yeah, I think it's I think it this I think it's one of those things that is funner to leave a mystery than to tell us. Funner. Yeah, funner, more funner. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a um, word I use <laughs> during the, during this scene. I was like, yeah, like for a second, I was certainly like, what the hell are they building? And then I quickly moved past that, and I was just focusing on like in this in this room where they're you know, building these things. I'm just like, I am constantly in love with and enamored by these practical sets. I'm just like, this room is gorgeous. This looks so good. This feels like a real room and this is all actually happening. There's minimal CGI going on here. There's no volume sets with LED screens and stuff like that. This is a room that they built for this and there are tangible props that they're working with. Yeah. And it just felt so It had a qual it had a quality that Star Wars has not had since the original trilogy. Yeah. Like just this it's, it's and that's something that looks, Andor has done real. really well. Yeah. Oh, I love these, these real sets, practical real sets. sets. Oh, um, so good. Practical effects. Uh yeah, so I think the only other there's uh, two other things I think we can we should touch on on the Andor storyline in this episode. Um the first is uh there's is kind of a two-parter and that's that um I guess it's kind of a three-parter. Even though Andor is terrified, and we sense this ter how terrified he is as he enters this prison and starts to learn about how hard it's going to be to escape, he's still like 
paying attention to important things, where the boots are, what the boots do, which by the way, those are very obviously snowboard boots that they've retrofitted, which is kind of cool, <laughs> but it's like, I immediately realized what those were. But, but that's, anyway. in, that's in the vein of Star Wars. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? That, like, Taking we, real world things and repurposing yeah. them and transforming them into something sci-fi. The original lightsaber yeah. is the handle off an old camera flash, right? Yeah. Like with l- um, very little added to it, really. The let's uh, let's see. There is so yeah. So he's 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 paying attention. Even as terrified as he is, he's trying to gather information. Um, also, one of those pieces of information he gathers is there is some sort of communication between rooms. So they tell us that there are seven floors. Which this is cra- like this is really funny because it just shows how like meticulous and organized the empire is seven floors seven rooms on each floor seven tables at in each room seven people at each table (laughs) i know it's that's so fun so cool yeah but anyway we see he sees one of the people from his room communicating to somebody on a different floor in the in the hall waiting to go into the to their their sleeping area via some sort of homemade sign language. So there's some sort of rebellion or escape plan. People are already hatching that he's probably going to find his way into. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing that kind of ties into the sort of escape slash rebellion tie in is there is actually a guy in his room that is part of the rebellion or will become part of the rebellion. And we see in a rogue and the rogue one. Story. Oh, is it really? I missed that. Yeah, his his name's uh, Melish, Melishi. Okay. okay. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's he he becomes one of Andor's friends. He, he there's he has a few lines in the Rogue One movie, and he plays a pretty bi- a, a fairly big role in the beach battle. Oh, okay. I'll have so, to go back. Fun and, tie in there too. I got to rewatch so whether Rogue One. Connect, I've been thinking that for connect. a while. Yeah, hopefully they'll connect a bit and kind of start playing into that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing. What was the second thing now that I went on that big rant? I don't know. Uh, I think it was just the, the, the yeah, yeah, it was the Empire thing, like the Empire's meticulousness. Very u- everything's very uniform. Very, uniform. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, to the to the point where, yeah, this this prison is so meticulously planned out that they they have minimal guards. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, step out of your cell and we'll fry you. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> so good. That's so yeah. good. Um, Luthen, let's talk about Luthen. All right. This is the first time. Because we don't see a whole lot. We see Luthen in this episode, but not like a whole lot. He, yeah, he's only got a few scenes. This is the... We're jumping right to the end, because that's the kind of guy I am. This is the first time, and this is a huge credit to this show. This is the first time on screen that we have seen Saw Gerrera and I have been invested and enjoy it. I've said before, it's not a character... like. It, the whole Sagrera thing doesn't interest me. Eh, I don't really care. It it seemed when it was introduced, it seemed like to me just a way of like 
complicating, not complicating, but just like trying to add a whole nother layer to the rebellion. And it just wasn't one that I was invested in. It wasn't like, I just didn't care. Right. Um, but something about the, cause like you first see that scene starts and you first see Luthen and saw, and you're like, okay, like these guys are obviously your assumption is these guys are in cahoots. They're old pals. They're working together. They're thick as thieves. Like they're, they're each other's greatest ally in this. Like, how could they not be? Um, but there's animosity like this. Yeah. They'll both have their own motivations. Yeah. This conversation quickly becomes almost hostile in this. Like, so was that, was that the thing that happened out on Aldani? Was that, that was you? No, I was going to ask if that was you. Wow. Well, why would it be me? I, you know, is wow. Well, that's the type of thing <laughs> someone would say if it if they had done it, and like, and it was like that was a lot of fun and loot. Like, yeah. man, Stellan Skarsgård in every scene he's in <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. But this yeah. scene particularly, like, it's just, I don't know, it's good. But it, yeah, it was. I was not expecting there to be a rift between them. Like I said, I, you know, the scene starts, and how could you not just assume these guys are. They've got a common purpose, right? Yeah, well, um, I think, but they don't. Well, they they do have a common purpose, but they're not. They're not aligned as far as they're they're working together so much. It, it's strictly business, and yeah. it's not necessarily yes. friendly business. And that excites me. And I want to see for the first time. I was like, I hope we see more of this. I hope this wasn't just a blink and you miss it. Saw Guerrera cameo. Because not because I care about Sagrera, but because I am now invested in the dynamic between him and between Luthen. the two. Yeah, because yeah, I I definitely agree. I, I was definitely more invested in Saul Guerrero as as a character than it sounds like you were, um, because I've watched uh, the Clone Wars. Um, I've watched. I haven't watched all of um, Rebels. But I've watched enough that I've seen him in some of it. Um, and yeah, as a character, Saul is, is a rebel. He's one of the first people to have a rebel cell fighting against the Empire. Yep. But he's always very picky about who he works with. Yes. Because if if people's ideals don't line up with his, then then they're not worth helping or, or, or fighting alongside because they have different politics. Well, and you, and if you have different pol and we get a little bit of that in rogue, uh, the rogue one. Rogue movie. One. Yeah. I was going to say like in rogue one, like my, in rogue one, especially at the beginning, like when he's, he's, you know, we're sort of finding him and, uh, what's, what's the, the character, the main character from rogue one, what's her name? Um, the TIE fighter pilot turned, well, she's not a TIE fighter pilot, but you no. know what I mean? Turned, um, turned um, good guy. I'm not going to get it, but for the life, I can't even. Jalen. Jalen or so. Oh, okay. Jalen? Yeah. Jane. Okay. J-Y-N. Jayen? Jane? J. Or so. Anyways, um, Saw being, 
And I mean, we get this with Luthen too. And maybe it's just like, that's because this is how the rebellion needs to be structured. But it is and it isn't because you don't ever feel this way about Mon Mothma in the original trilogy. And you don't feel this way about Admiral Akbar. That Sagarera always seemed, and especially in Rogue One, very unaccessible. Well, in Rogue One, he's kind of lost his mind a little bit. But you do, you just like you don't just go talk to him. You can't like to get no. an audience with him well, because or he's to lost find his out mind. where he is. <laughs> like he's he's become so uh, like living on the fringes, fighting against tyranny, and also being weary of who he fights alongside has kind of taken a toll on his yeah i think it's i think a lot of it is the being wary who he fights alongside like you just you get the impression that even if you show interest in like real interest like i'm going to dedicate myself to fighting for the rebellion he still may not be interested in talking to that might not be enough to grant you an audience with him yeah yeah anyways yeah but yeah it's it's um there's a it's kind of a yeah, they're both fighting for the same thing, but Luthen is pushing. He he wants to unify the rebel factions so that they have a real shot at taking down the Empire. So here's a question for you. Who's, out of the two of them, assuming it is one of the two of them, who's rebellion? I mean, it's more complicated. Like, I I, I see the, the, the holes in the question I'm asking, but... Whose rebellion is it that you think we end up getting? I think obviously we're getting Luthans. Yeah, you think? Uh, do you Saul think Guerrero is going to be is kind of like he's going to stay a rebel faction, but he's going to be a splinter yeah. faction? So in in the original trilogy, like you think, ultimately it's it's Luthans' rebellion that blows oh, yeah. up the Death Star and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, I think you're right. Rogue One shows us that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's still some missing connections that, you know, we don't know entirely well, I mean, what's he, going to happen. But him and Mon Mothma, while some of their their methods are different, have the same plan. They, I they mean, wanna, it could be. Not, I mean, maybe the answer is neither. And it's Mon Mothma's rebellion that we we don't know what's going to happen oh, in this show. That could be. Yeah, I don't think that's the case based on. Some of the stuff, some the the episodes I've seen from, um, from uh, sorry, blanking on the TV show Rebels, the Clone TV Wars, Rebels, yeah, yeah. I don't think I honestly because we're getting another season of Andor. I don't think that this series ends with Luthen being someone we like or trust. I, I would. I'm. I think Luthen will probably die before the end of this season. Or yeah. at the end of the season. And and I think it will be necessary, not just for like a continuity <clears throat> standpoint, but I think I think it will reach like because ultimately Mon Mothma is going to be the leader of our rebellion. Right. And so yeah, I I I'll be so curious to yeah. see how all of that ends up shaking out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Mon Mothma. We get a few more scenes of her, more parties. Yeah. Her old high school chum. Yeah, yeah, it's just like party life on Coruscant. Yeah, I think this is, <clears throat> and, and 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 this, uh, the other person we're going to talk about 
at some point is Cyril and uh, Miro, but yeah, um, doofy mimicking. Haircut. I think I think the reason the kind of the jumping around works better in this episode is because there's kind of a a mirroring between the the characters, right? Like Cyril is stuck in his prison, Andor is stuck in his prison. Mon Mothma, well very beautiful and elegant and well fed she's still Rich in a type and, of prison yeah, right? yeah. and we're, we're seeing how the empire is su- strangling and capt holding people captive in different ways and i think that's why the jumping around works a little bit better in this episode than it did for and it didn't pull me out of it as much while still it did especially at the beginning we get like these one minute scenes jumping back and forth between characters and it's just like yeah, but anyway, do you think this? And this is a stretch. There's nothing. There's nothing to base this off of. But over under, over under, well, I'll go fifty. Over under fifty percent that Cyril becomes a part of the rebellion. The rebellion. No, he, I, my, I still think under? he's going to join the Empire. I think yeah, he's going to become possibly. an Imperial agent of some form. Quite possibly. I, I think even though in this episode, like that's so the, the Mon Mothma stuff, there's not a lot to talk about here unless you've got something. Like we could get some of the politicians yapping about. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's, it's more just kind of, it's a lot we, more of like having conversations in secret and like. Yeah. We get a little bit of a drop that she was married at 15 and has been a senator since she was 16. Yeah. As was tradition. Being a senator at 16 is not a, not a big shock because Padme was a teenager and she, she was, was a, queen. a senator and a queen. Yeah. So she was uh, a queen at like, she was like, yeah, yeah. she was young. The, the, the married young thing was a little bit of a shocker because it's not normal to our culture. Well, yeah, it's just a cultural but, thing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so like moving on to the last kind of bit I guess there's a, there there was some stuff on Ferrix, but we, yeah, the Cyril stuff. Cyril um, and 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 uh, is it Miro? Miro, Lieutenant Miro. Miro? Yeah, yeah. So Cyril has uh, has been filing false reports. Five of them. Nope, six. <laughs> Which was I wasn't counting like this morning. Outing outing himself. Yeah, six. I filed one this morning. <laughs> yeah, there's no shame there. <laughs> he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, he's trying to, he's either trying to get the empire to do the work for him or he's, he's trying, trying to, to get, get the empire's attention. attention so that yeah. he can keep digging further with more resources. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. So Miro gets some information out of him. Uh, and then once she gets the information he has, the correct information, not the false report that uh, was filed. Uh, she's done with him, and he's kind yeah, of he's like, "Let me help. I I can be a good out. I I could be very useful." And she's like, "This never like yeah get no you're done. Forget my face. Go go this back go back to work and don't yeah. do this again, or you'll feel the wrath of the empire, or, or it won't be me coming to talk to you." Yeah. So it. Um, Man, I don't think I, we're do- obviously not done with Cyril's storyline. I think that Miro's going to end up coming back to him again at some point for help uh, or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, and I quite definitely possibly. feel like he's 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 empire through and through. Or maybe Just, I mean maybe to some extent Miro's um maybe her, or maybe the lucky streak, maybe what she's, you know, her kind of the power that she's got and and the success that she's having, maybe the, maybe there's a timer ticking on that. Mm. You know, maybe she won't end up being a main character later on. Well, um, yeah, she was warned, right? So maybe yeah, she'll end up dying right? off. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe Cyril, maybe Cyril will, will kind of come in and take her place. <laughs> he's pretty low on the totem pole to be taking her place right away, but Yeah, but I mean maybe somebody else will recruit him where she failed to. He's got the gusto and he's got yeah. you know, he's got the resources, apparently. He's yep. he's crafty. Yep. Regardless, he's kind of put out of the episode rather quickly because Miro wants nothing to do with them once she has her information. And she ends up going to Ferrix and through kind of cracking down on tracking comms and stuff, she ends up catching Bix and uh, Bix is, I guess it's her dad or shop owner or somebody, somebody she knows and cares about. Yeah. the, the and, He's uh, just a buddy, isn't he? Yeah. Miro ends up interrogating the Bix about Andor. Yeah. Which this is a clever, this is a really cool scene that the interrogation bit because she talked, she tells the guards to leave the guy in there. And then she showed, then Bix shows up and she's like, Oh, what do you, you still got this guy in here? Get him out of here. You yeah, should, well, because like, it, it was important that, to her that that Bix saw. Yeah, playing on the fears. Yeah, but playing on them in a way like she made a mistake by letting her see. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of an interesting like the duality of that spy craft and well, yeah, and and, and just that like her her guys there are incompetent idiots and like and, and like that she has. I think that's like a power push there where it's like, look, I'm going to, in one fell swoop, I'm going to show you that we, that there's no one we can't get to and that we are, you know, we're finding all of you. And so we will get to the bottom of this, but also by, you know, kind of reprimanding the guys for, for having him still sitting in the interrogation chair, what it shows Bix is, oh, and yeah, just so you know, I'm in charge here. Yeah. People take and orders I, from me. I feel like I feel like Bix isn't going to be there for long, though. Oh, probably not. Do you think she'll, like, it, her feelings towards Andor right now are a little, like, there's sort of some double-edged sword stuff going on there. How much do you think she'll spill? Well, I don't know how much she'll spill, but when I say she won't be there long, I think she's going to get the, the, the rebels will break her out because they set it up in an earlier scene with Andor's mom talking about, she's checking to make sure that the, if it's there, there's still accessibility to the hotel from the maintenance sewer tunnels. Um, right. And she was doing that on behalf of the rebellion of the rebellion. So yeah. I, I, I get this feeling like, okay, she's going to spill something, maybe just enough, but yeah. she's not going to be there long. She's going to get, she's going to break out 
maybe she'll end up joining the rebellion. She's already kind of got her toes in that, uh, being a communication person. For she's Luke. got a she's got a a, a rebellion kind of name. Well, it was, she's she's Six. been working with Luthen, right? So yeah. She's yeah, already got her toes in the water. Under limited capacity. Like, it's unclear how much she knows about Luthen and who Luthen is and what Luthen does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have anything else? I feel like we've like we've, we've covered this episode. That's, I think nicely. that's my notes. Yeah. I like this. This was, mm-hmm. this was, this was, maybe this, I think this is our format moving forward. This was nice. Uh, if if they keep doing episodes that jump around like this, then definitely. If we yeah. get episodes like the the heist one, where it's all just linear, then I think we might have to follow that linear format. But yeah, or yeah. even just like For this, a, this know, worked really well. Bouncing around on on you know, just we'll each just make a set of notes. Like this is you know, this is yeah. what I feel is worth talking about, and that's what you feel is worth talking about. And mm-hmm. anyways, thank definitely you for listening. Makes the show a little shorter. Yeah. What are your final thoughts? My final, th- oh yeah, was was this episode a winner or a fail for you, sir? I, no, I asked you first. Um, but that's not <laughs> what you asked me. My final thoughts, I like yeah, in your life, final thoughts, win like, or loss, right before yeah. I die. Yeah. <laughs> um, McDonald's is overrated. Hell yeah, it is. I consumed too much pizza in life. That's not possible. And. Uh. I don't know. I was going to say something. I, I don't know. Uh, no, this, this episode was a win for me. Um, and specifically, like, I found myself most... It hasn't been every episode that I've been the most interested in what's going on with Andor. Um, quite often, I'm more interested in some of the other storylines that are going on. Um, but this time around, everything in the prison, I was like... Yeah, I was like, just like, what? Oh, yeah. Like, it's such an interesting Those structure. Those were awesome. How is he going to get out of this? Like, yeah, there's just so much and the quiet whisperings of things that are happening within the prison. And yeah, and and sort of just the competition behind it is is kind of fun. Like, we're playing against other tables yeah. to win the room playing, and the room is game. playing against other rooms to win the floor. And that, like, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Your table wins, you get food, which, so yeah, like there's a reward for being first at everything. We never find out what the reward is for the room or for the floor, which would be interesting to know. Not necessary because we only care about Andor at this point. Yeah, but. I highly doubt it's a reduced sentence. That's not a empire type thing. Yeah, they'll look for yeah. anything to double it. We take our best workers and we get rid of them quicker. That's not... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about you? Win or fail? Uh, yeah. So this overall, this was a, a win for sure. Uh, again, I, I don't like this, these quick jump, short scene, jump around nonsense. I don't, I don't think it plays well. I think again, as an example, I already said this, I'm going to say it again. Those, it, if we had followed Andor from, the first scene all the way through to when he sees like the main floor of, of the, the room he's going to be working on up to the end of that scene. I think if that was one continual, not one shot, but like one progression of, of story before we jump to another character, 
the things that happen would have hit harder than if we jumped from back and forth from Andor to Ciro, Andor to Ciro, Lieutenant Marrow, Ciro, Andor. You know, the jumping around, it, I don't, I feel like it doesn't work. But, uh, like I've already said, I think this time it worked a little bit better than it did in, in episode four in that we find the characters in uh, situations that are similar, but circumstances are different. Right. So there's think- uh, some similarities there. There's some, um, there's, there's a fan- sorry, sure there's a fancier word for it than that, that I can't think of. Right. You, there's like a symmetry sure to what's what going I mean. on. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a flow. you know, in a weird way, I think it kind of works the way they're doing it works for me, um, just because it keeps me guessing. And mm. and I don't ever get bored with the scene. I'm never like, oh, okay, I'm I'm losing interest because it's like, oh, okay, now oh, but and and there's three other storylines that I'm curious to get back to because they did they they left me hungry. They didn't quite give me enough. I'm not feeling enough. I need I need more. Let's right. go back to that. Okay, let's go back to this. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you. it. Carl I appreciates everyone. it. Carl's mom appreciates it. She's anyone who supports her son. It's just like, she doesn't even know I'm doing this. Overjoyed. Yeah. But she's still just to love it. That's, that's support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure you check out all our links below Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Worth saying twice. Patreon, uh, mm-hmm. our merchandise page, uh, and lots of other stuff. Man, yeah. like the, the comment section or the comment section, the description section of these episodes is filled with all kinds of goodies, um, even yeah. better than the Snickers, mini Snickers you got trick or treating. So, you know, it's, yeah. It's and let us know it. what you thought of. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think of Martina this episode and, and the show as a whole. Yeah. The whole show. Tell yeah. us, tell us what you think they're building. Yeah, I'm, maybe they're just building giant Lego pieces for the emperor to play with. Maybe or some sort of yeah, who knows? I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be like one of the internal components of a ATAT. Yeah, right? like there's just so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's just or gen- it could, it's could just be an internal component of a parts. star destroyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like you know part of the drive but, shaft. Yeah. Or, Tell us what you think. What do you yeah. think it is? That's the, moving forward. That's all I care about in this show what people think <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i'm such a, i just like please like me <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason i put myself out there is for the thumbs up <laughs> <laughs>